I'm excited because regardless of what I say, I feel like I've already learned enough from what Sam just shared. So thank you for, for sharing those things. My name is Ben. I'm a grateful believer of Jesus Christ, and I'm in recovery for alcohol. Great to be with you guys tonight. Why don't we, uh, why don't we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for, for loving me, for choosing me. And, and I do thank you for what Sam shared. And I think about all the people in this room. And while sometimes we get to be up here and share your word and a little bit about the steps, there's great wisdom in here that every person has. There's a great experience and strength and hope. And uh, I pray that you'd allow people to be bold enough to share those things with others tonight. What they have to share may be the thing that allows a person to experience healing and life change. And uh, that's all prompted by you and the Spirit. So allow us to talk about what we need to share tonight. If there's something that I have written down here, you don't want me to talk about it, then let me breeze right past it and try to honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So step five in the 12 steps of Celebrate Recovery says, we admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. And I think this is a ridiculous step. It's a crazy step. It's a terrifying step to me. I had down here first, do we naturally admit our, when we are wrong? But I changed it as I was looking over things this morning. I'm like, do I typically admit when I'm wrong? Have I for the last... 40-something years. And for a long time, no. I rarely admitted that I was wrong. Does the truth just hop right out of your mouth when something takes place in your life or around your life? When you hear the words, did you do this? Do you naturally say, oh, yeah. When you hear the words, did you say that? Or is this yours? Or is that really what you are thinking? Or the question, are you, and you fill in the blank of what those things are. I don't know about you, but that's not something that typically happens to me. I just don't naturally admit the things, the dysfunction, the heartache, the troubles that are in my life. In fact, uh, I've been in recovery now for, I don't know, was it four years, I guess? And... Just often my wife and I would be sitting in our chair, in our chairs and uh, whatever night it is, and she'll ask a question like, hey, babe, what's this? And all of a sudden, like, my face gets super hot and my ears start burning and I'm like, what's what? And there's nothing I'm hiding, but it's that PTSD that I experienced from all those years for when she's asked that question, I'm trying to figure out a way to, to not say what it truly is. And that's the beauty, I guess, of walking the steps is you can kind of all of a sudden take a deep breath and go, it doesn't matter what it is because I'm being honest with my life. But it's a, it's a difficult thing to admit the truth some days. And I don't know what it is for you. For me, it's because of fear, fear that things might change, fear of having a hard conversation, fear of... Um, someone leaving, the guilt that I have for making a dumb choice or dumb decision, things that I've, I've done in the past. And, you know, that can bring shame. And it's different for a lot of us. But when it comes to the steps 
here at Celebrate Recovery. I can tell you from my own experience and also from the experience of others that I've had the opportunity to rub shoulders with, life change can take place. It can happen. And we have everything to gain and very little to lose when you get right down to it, when it comes to admitting the wrongs in our life, the wrongs that were done to us and the wrongs that we have done to others. And even talking about those hurts as we walk through step five. And it may be a different mindset than maybe you have had in the past. It might be a different mindset that you have right now. You may feel, as I did, and as I can wrestle with some days, that I have everything to lose and nothing to gain by being honest about my life. The thought of sharing all my past hurts and experiences with my sponsor, with another trusted human being, seems like such a daunting task to me before I first did it because I thought, Man, I'm going to lose my standing before people if I am honest about my life. And it's like the Lord saying, hey, your standing before people does not matter. The thing that truly matters is your standing before me. Romans 12.4 says this, But be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And as I mentioned, or as I asked earlier, I don't know the mindset that you have when it comes to admitting or, or confessing your sins and walking through this step five, but sometimes it takes a transformation of our mind. And that can take place by trusting in our higher power. And here at Celebrate Recovery, we believe that person to be Jesus Christ. And maybe you've done that before. Maybe you're wondering if that's something you should do. Maybe you're wanting to do that. And it's simply saying, God, I need your son, Jesus. I believe to the best of my ability right now that he died for my sins, was buried in a tomb, rose from the dead three days later. I believe and I trust in him. Make me into the person you desire me to be. And that's it. And the transformation can take place. That's when God steps in and says, now I'm going to do the heavy lifting for you. We need to allow Jesus to renew our mind. And that takes place sometimes when we finally admit our wrongs or the wrongs that were done to us. James 5.16, which the ladies read earlier, says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. I like that word healed. What a miracle that would be, right? I used to think, if I could just stop thinking this way about myself, that would be a miracle. If I could just stop thinking this way about my spouse or them thinking this way about me or my kids and my kids think about me or my boss, if I could just kick this habit, this addiction, this knee-jerk reaction that I have when people say something or don't say something in my life, that would be a miracle. Admitting or confessing is part of the process to be healed in our life. And that's when Jesus begins to work his miracles. So we gain so much from admitting. We also lose some things, but when I think about the losses and the gains, they're both positive. It's kind of the opposite of something that I think is going to be on my next inventory. It's kind of the opposite of daylight savings times. 
Um, I think it's going to be on my list because it drives me crazy. In fact, I was looking at some of the things that needed to take place in the next couple of months, and I breezed right past that date in March, I think it is, and it says daylight savings times. And instantly, again, my face got hot, my ears turned red, and I started getting irritated. Because it says, you know, you, you lose an hour in the spring. I'm trying to think of it, okay? You gain an hour in the fall. I don't gain that hour back. I lose it, man. My boss doesn't give it to me. In fact, um, I was talking to our admin about it, and she was like, hey, watch this. I think this totally explains how you might be feeling. And so I thought I'd share it with you guys. Hello? Check again. They call it daylight savings. They said it would help the farmers. They didn't expect it to destroy everything else. It's dark so early. We gained an hour, but we've lost light. Wait, didn't we lose an hour? No, we, we spring forward, fall back. Or is it fall forward? It's too confusing. Don't you see what's happening? All the people are going to have to change their clocks back. We have to warn them. Tina, you have to come with me. Where are we moving? We go to a place where daylight savings doesn't exist. They call it Arizona. You can't run for us. Doesn't add up! Don't you see? Daylight savings is just an imaginary construct! It's daylight saving. It's not plural. Click the clock I'm icon in the menu. <laughs> oh, man. You got it. So it's not like daylight savings time is what I'm trying to tell us. Like, we gain and we lose, and they are both beneficial to us. And I'd like to just share a few of those things tonight, and then we'll move into our open share time. But we do lose some things that can be a benefit. One we lose our sense of isolation when we admit. We lose that isolation. There are no more barriers to others around us. Who we are on the outside has finally become who we are on the inside. What a blessing and what a privilege that is to finally go, I have nothing to hide. What an amazing thing for your spouse to pick up your phone and you be like, yeah, go ahead, whatever you need to do, go ahead. Yeah, whatever you need to do, go on the bank, you know, check it out, whatever. What an incredible thing, who you are 
on the outside matches who you are on the inside. And we no longer isolate. We isolate because we're afraid of what others may think. We're afraid of what we have done. We're afraid that uh, people might find out what we're really like. And Jesus takes that isolation away from us when we admit. We also lose our unwillingness to forgive. When we admit our wrongs to another person, a trusted person, and then when we go and we share that inventory, and then when we go and try to make things right, it gives us the ability to see people forgiving us. And it allows us to go, man, if someone can forgive me, and then we look deeper and understand that Jesus can forgive me of my sins, surely I can forgive others for what they have done to me. It doesn't mean I place myself right back in a harmful situation. That's not what I'm saying. But it means that we can still work through that forgiveness so that we're no longer held captive by it. We lose our sense of false pride. Maybe this is not true for you, but it certainly was for me. I really thought I was something in my addiction. You know? I got things figured out. No one needs to tell me how to do anything. That place is not for me. Then all of a sudden I realized, nope, I'm a prideful man. I was hiding my true nature, my true self. We also lose our sense of denial. We can finally accept responsibility. I accept responsibility. We can finally say that. Or can you say that? Are you still blaming others? Yes, things have taken place in your life that were out of your own doing. That may have happened to you, to a lot of you, to me. And it wasn't right. And I don't have to say I take responsibility for others' actions. That's not what I'm saying. But I learned to respond and to react a different way in life from that event. And at some point, I made the decision to continue acting that way because of what I get out of it. And at a point, I have to say, I have a responsibility, a part in this process. And although this set me on a path, I've still chosen to live inappropriately because of it. We lose that sense of denial when we start admitting things, when we start confessing our sin. Those are just a few of the things that we lose. That's not all of them, of course. Those are some. But what do you gain by admitting or confessing our sins, sharing our inventory with another person? Well, the Bible says we gain healing. And I already mentioned James 5.16, but let me read it again because it's just that good. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And I love that. Healed. I've been reading the Gospel of Matthew in my own time with the Lord. And I was reading in Matthew chapter 15 how Jesus heals all kinds of people. They were placed at his feet, it says. The deaf, the blind, the ones who could not walk. And oftentimes I'll ask myself, I have asked myself, can he heal me of my dysfunction? Maybe you may think the same thing. Can he heal me? Can he heal my spouse, my kids? The situation that seems insurmountable in my life right now, can he heal those things? He can. We may be unable to hear the spirits leading at times, but when we admit our wrongs and confess our sins, many days the static goes away. 
and we can hear clearly what the Spirit is saying to us and how He is leading us. Because when we're not confessing our sin, when we have that barrier, we're quenching the Spirit. We're allowing Him to... We're not allowing Him to, to work and to move in our life. We may not be able to see what God is doing because of our denial and our false pride. And admitting our wrongs allows us to have clarity as His will unfolds. And when we seem to keep stumbling over our addictions, our habits, and our hang-ups, we can find solid ground from being honest with God, from being honest with ourselves, with a human, another human being, because we have shared the exact nature of our wrongs. You can be healed. Failing to admit keeps us in bondage, which really leads to other things that we're, we can gain. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But um, we, I wanted to talk about you can be healed. Failing to admit keeps us in bondage. It's interesting how God makes that a truth and a reality in my life. I was just at dinner for my wife's birthday this last Saturday night, and we were all out. And the gentleman was there, and he's like, everyone's ordering things. He goes, Ben, you don't drink? And I was like, no, I don't drink anymore. And he's like, well, why not? And then I shared with him, well, I can't drink like a normal person, and I always want more. And it's interesting that even in that moment where it's about trying to honor my wife and celebrate her, God's like, remember, remember how I've saved you, remember how I've worked in your life, remember that you need to be careful in how you live. And so he brings up those times, and it's an opportunity for me to admit. And that was one of those moments where I could have shied away and been like, oh, I just don't feel like drinking anything. But that would be dishonest. And there are moments in our life that God brings us up, even when we're working our program. This may not be like, for some of you, it may be the first time of admitting something. But for some of you, it may be admitting again and remembering what your current state in life is and the fact that you need Jesus just as much today as you did right when you walked through these doors. Because I do. And God reminds me of that. God brings them up. And that brings freedom in our life, which is what we gain. We are free to grow into the person that God desires you to be. You no longer have to try to live up to the expectations that others have for you, that the world has for you, that strangers have for you, that anybody has for you. You only have the opportunity now. You only have that gift of living up to who God desires you to be. And when we do that, there is peace, there is joy, there's challenge, there's mystery, there's wonder, but there's nothing else like it on the planet. When you start growing into that person that God's designed you to be. I know it's not on the screen, but Ephesians talks about God's prepared in advance for us good things, works to do that only we can accomplish. He's preparing this for you. And as you begin to work through these steps, because they're rooted in redemption, you begin to see how God unfolds those to you, and you grow into who he wants you to be, which is a great thing. It's an incredible thing. Psalm chapter 32, verses 3 to 4, David says this, For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away. 
when we're not willing to confess our sin, to admit our wrongs, to take responsibility, it's like our bones are wasting away. Through my groaning all day long, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Don't be silent any longer. Admit your hurts, your habits, your hang-ups, how you have been wronged and wronged others, and let God allow you to grow into the person he wants you to be. That's pretty incredible. And lastly, we gain support. By sharing our inventory with a trusted person, hopefully our sponsor or someone who has worked the steps before, someone who is of the same gender as us, guy sharing with a guy and a gal sharing with a gal, we can gain support. We can share something with us and they're not going to run away. They're not going to go, oh! Before, I don't know about you, but I didn't have that. I didn't always have that support or I thought I didn't have that support. This is why I wouldn't be honest with others, with myself, with the Lord, with another person. But it brought freedom, it brought healing, and it brought support in my life. So there you have it. That's some of the things that we lose. That's some of the things that we gain when it comes to admitting to God, another person, or ourselves, the things that we never wanted to share with another individual. And you have the option to either do that or not do that. And that's what I love about CR. That's what I love about the Lord. He loves us so much that he allows us to choose him. He also says, if you don't want me, like, you're not forced to. Same thing with the steps. Like, no one can make you work the steps. No one made me. Pastor Scott didn't come over to my house and say, but I sure hope you're doing good and working these steps because he knows that it has to be something I did on my own. Same thing needs to take place for you. You need to decide, is it worth it? Is it worth it for me? And I pray tonight that you would think deeply about that, that you would think about your life, what it was, what it is currently, and maybe what do you want it to look like? In fact, that is the focus question tonight. Like, what was your life like? What is it like right now? Is there a difference? And what do you want it to be? And you may not even fully know what you want it to be. It may simply, answer could be something like, I don't know. But I don't want it to be what it is right now. And I want the Lord to... Do a work that only he can do. I don't know what those answers are for you. I just know that this step is a powerful one. And when we work all the steps to completion with rigorous honesty, with another trusted human being, then life change takes place. I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in other people's lives that I've been able to walk with and see and experience life. And it can take place in yours. But it begins by, you know, admitting that we need the Lord, our higher power, that we need the steps, that we need another person. Anyways, that's it. Why don't you stand with me? We're going to read the serenity prayer, and then we'll head to our open share groups. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can 
and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this simple world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen.